Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Stare Down, recording on our regular Monday night. Four guys talking sports and a little bit of business at the end. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. Bill Risser down in St. Pete, Florida. Todd Meininger up in Cumming, Georgia. And Anthony Malafronte across the bay in Tampa. What's up, boys? Bill, how was your weekend? You're, you're all... Uh, Look like scratch free. Your your dog's learning how to sleep on the couch next to you. I have no blood on me, and uh, I feel really good. Ted's learning how to do it. I did take a nap Sunday um, after golf because watching golf and sleep just go together well. I, and I'm not a yep. napper, but I lay down on the couch, and Ted climbed up on me, and we both fell asleep. So there's probably a shit ton <laughs> nice. of photos on Cindy's phone. I'm just guessing. I haven't <laughs> seen them yet, but. Um, yeah, it was great. It was just, it was, it was, uh, it was awesome. So that was good. That was good. Um, you know, right this weekend, it's all about, I think it's been fun watching the lightning try to get second place, Anthony, and they're blowing it tonight. They're down two zip in the, I think I it's almost that. second intermission. So they're going to have to, they're playing um, the Panthers the last two games of the season. They're going to lose both games to lose second place and now have to be the road team in the Panthers lightning series. So it's going to be going to be a lot of fun. So that's, that's what this weekend was built around for me. Uh, Todd with that beautiful Braves hat. Is that brand new? Uh, New ish. New ish. New ish. -ish. (laughs) Uh, I think we've talked about, I have uh, hats they wear when I'm not uh, exerting myself. And then I have hats that I play when I sweat and play sports. You can't, I mean, you can't mix and match. I do. That's I wear, I wear them all. I sweat in all of them, Todd, and just get a new no, one. No, I got, I got ones that are just for stare down, just for stare down. I got about three or four. <laughs> so anyway, okay. um, good weekend. Um, Friday night. Uh, oh man, uh, watched Scott's last ever lacrosse game as fell fifteen to eleven at home, and failed to advance in the elite eight. Ah, bummer. Ah, yeah, yeah, super bummer um played a team that was good but certainly uh beatable and unfortunately just one of those nights uh where a couple couple key players um struggled a little um but you got to give credit to them um they probably caused a lot of that struggle so um it was a great run certainly was not ready for it to be over um but it's all good it's all good moving forward so um, our high school boys was there was there tears at the end or was there a celebration or was there so it was really, um, it was kind of cool. There was, there's, uh, some, uh, long faces, some tears, um, coaches got the seniors together. They huddled out, huddled, and then the team huddled. It took them 45 minutes to leave the field. Um, just, just hanging around. I mean, this is the far this team's ever gone in the playoffs and, um, it's heavily, uh, senior laden, if that's the right expression. I mean, I, I want to say there's 11, 11 seniors on the team. So, um, super cool. Um, the banquets, next Monday. Um, so I bet there'll be some more tears. Um, but yeah, uh, and I'll try not to be long winded or too late. Right. Uh, a lot of these parents, I've been going to lacrosse tournaments for 10, 11 years, seeing them watching the boys grow up together. So certainly, uh, a bittersweet, um, glad they, they did well, but I didn't want to see that. So, right. But other than that, a lot of sports and can't wait to talk about it. Good. Mal, how about you, bud? I saw you snuck out and played a little golf on Friday afternoon, I think, right? Saturday. Saturday. I, okay. Uh, played over. I played at Palmasia Country Club down in uh, uh, South Tampa. Beautiful, old school Donald Ross uh, golf course. Uh, good friend of mine, David Stephanie. Thank you, David, for the invite. Played. We played uh, Saturday afternoon. 
it's a one of the, it's a great walking golf course. It was a beautiful walk right in the middle of, of South Tampa. The greens and the tea complexes are like literally adjacent to one another, um, which is is kind of cool. Uh, you don't play very many golf courses like that. At least I don't anymore. I remember it reminded me a little bit of the New England golf courses. So that was real nice. So the place was in beautiful condition. Beautiful nice. condition. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. Everything um, down there, Ben, is everything down there Bermuda? Or is there any bed yeah. grass greens down there? No. No. Not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. I, yeah, just I, too hard. I, to humidity. It just gets can't. overseeded. Uh, the fairways get overseeded, but the, the greens themselves are all bent. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, I did not get a chance to play this weekend, guys. I drove from Oklahoma City, then flew home, then drove down to South Carolina for Riley's graduation. It was a beautiful, beautiful weather weekend in Carolinas, mid 70s, no humidity, uh, you know, kind of a perfect laid back weekend and got stuff done, got her moved out of her apartment, which was kind of bittersweet. And then, um, you know, other than driving down 600 miles and driving back 600 miles, you know, <laughs> with a day in between, it was a good, a good finish to her career. And I, you know, walking around the campus and walking around the, you know, the area just brought back so many memories, Todd, of, of the great six years I spent in Gainesville. I said to Riley, I said, you finished up in four. You still got two years to go if you want. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she's ready to get out and move on move on to the next chapter as i talked about my blog today but uh your you know, your banker just, called immediately and said no four years is good <laughs> exactly right exactly um yeah so, which by anyway, the way I, sean I, the, the blog today was great thank you I didn't get a chance to respond to it but it was really good I, yeah. I keep getting emails from the university of south carolina telling me about like some new like e-check payment is going to be changed and i'm like i don't care i'm done <laughs> zero balance <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, and Ryan's doing great out in in, uh, in Oklahoma City, you know, learning the learning the ropes and uh, you know, being overwhelmed with a. He goes, Dad, the members just call nonstop into the pro shop, and I'm like, Yeah, that's you got you, know, you got 500 members all trying to get a tea time and you know order golf clubs and but he he got to uh, one of his buddies from Mississippi State's working at Southern Hills, the great course in ooh, Tulsa. Ooh. And he said, the first day of the job, he looks at the caller ID and it says Southern Hills was calling. The pro shop at Southern Hills was calling to see if they had a club for them to make a you know, trade on. And uh, so he, then he got a text from his buddy saying like, hey, I didn't realize you're already working. You know, we'll, we'll try and play this summer. So they're, they're going to try and play Oak Tree and, and Southern Hills and obviously his course and yeah, playing some good ones. So nice. let's, let's start with golf, guys. What a great tournament that Wells Fargo has turned out to be. You know, that's one of the newer tournaments on the tour. Yet it has clearly identified itself with a great course there at Quail Hollow. Uh, it's just a great, fun course. It's a major style course. President's Cup is there next year. Um, Rory McIlroy breaks out from a couple year slump to win his 19th tour event and uh, maybe be in ripe form to go back and play Bill, where you're going to get a chance to see him next week at Kew Island, where he won an his PGA championship there by eight strokes. Oof. What do you guys think of the golf this weekend? Good, Todd. Well, uh, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, <clears throat> I think, uh, A, it's a well-documented. Rory was one of the, the most miserable golfers without fans. He, he spoke about it often. He just says it doesn't feel the same. 
Um, I don't know how many fans, but it seemed like they allowed a little more than, than usual. And uh, I wonder if that just mentally helped, helped Rory. Uh, but he's known to go through some, some stretches in between wins. I mean, this is the third year plus, year and a half, two year stretch he's gone through. And this, I think the second longest he'd ever gone through. But I believe he has 19 wins, career wins. Mm-hmm. That truck, wow, just unbelievable. Um, and again, we're, we're kind of spoiled, but we're like, he doesn't win enough. Why does he win more? Right. Pretty, Tiger, pretty subtle. Yeah. Rory. And then, yeah. Yeah. Everyone else. Right. Um, so uh, a great story is uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> he finished the, he finished Friday plus two, looked at the uh, scoreboard, um, hopped on his private uh, plane and went back to Dallas and uh, found out about five hours later that he made the cut. So he actually could have, uh, I got to give him credit, he could have just withdrawn, but um, he hopped back in, arrived at three, four in the morning, and um, ended up finished tied for ninth. So, yeah, <laughs> wild story for sure. He, he made enough money to pay for the fuel for his private jet Absolutely. on the uh, Absolutely. And then some, right? And yeah. the pilot and the attendant. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, did you get a chance to watch any of it? I did. I you watched, weren't watched it on Saturday and Sunday. It was uh, a lot of fun. Um, I'm not a, you know, I don't know who is it Keith Mitchell. I, I, yeah. You know, I, I don't, he won the Honda two years ago. Yeah. yeah let's say he won a tournament a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah. Just the name. I was Rory in the final. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I wasn't that familiar with him as a player, but it was fun to watch. But you know, all I could think of is, you know, that shot on 18 Rory just pull hooks that three wood <laughs> and you're thinking, no, 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 this can't happen. It's not going to be this. And, and then to watch the decision making that went into that, shot because from television we've said this many times you can't tell how steep something is and so it looked very playable when you just saw a camera shooting it but the way they talked about it being down in this depression you know they said there was every opportunity for him to just like clank the heel first and top the ball in the water i mean it could have been just a disaster and so to a very van de right? yeah just to have that wherewithal to go let's just move it back here let's take our drop and uh see if we can knock it on the green and two putt and that's exactly what he did so that bill is called the beauty of a two-stroke lead going into 18. Yeah, no kidding. And, and, but still having to two putt to win is still one of the toughest things anyone's got to do, right? That first putt is so critical because you don't want a four footer and he got into about, you want to kick it in right half. Yeah. So he he was right there. So that was great. Really happy. It was great to see his wife and his daughter there. Uh, Yeah. So that was, that was, that was pretty cool. Mal thoughts on the tournament, the course, anything? It looks like a beautiful golf course. I'd love to uh, go play that place. It looks very nice. Um, the thing that struck me about the tournament was Rory's putting. He's been working on it, and clearly it's gotten better. He made putts that I can remember him missing in recent weeks. And then <clears throat> Keith Mitchell reminded me a little bit of us. I don't know if you saw him as he came off the 18th fairway, his shirt was all untucked and he was all disheveled and his hat was on kind of sideways and he looked like he just needed a beer. Yeah. Mm. He, he was a, um, he's one of those guys that when you, when you watch him and they just, you know, he's in the final round, he didn't fall out of it, but his pre-shot routine, but it's not a waggle. He like lifts up his club, you know, forward and he does about 18 or 19 times. And you just keep saying like, pull the trigger. Pull, pull, pull the trigger. You know, like who was it, Kevin Na? That yeah. Oh, and Sergio. Sergio, Sergio was uh, had a had the yep Sergio would waggle and waggle and waggle and waggle and 
you know, and it, it didn't seem like it was the same number. Like the guy, like the basketball players, they dribble it twice, then they spin it, then they dribble it twice and they shoot it, you know? Um, he, he, he just seemed like he just could not get it set, but then he finally pulled the trigger. I listened on the, on the radio guys, we've talked before about what great coverage uh, Sirius XM does to kind of set the scene. And I listened to the first couple uh, holes and, you know, Anthony, I don't know if you were watching on maybe golf channel, but you know, Rory had a couple birdie putts on the first three holes that he missed. Yeah. You're thinking like, man, if he doesn't convert any of these, I mean, you know, Mitchell birdie, birdie number one, Rory missed a, you know, an easily makeable putt and it goes to a three shot lead. And you're thinking like, man, in the fairway, you thought it was gonna be a, a one shot lead. Now it's a three shot lead. And then, but Rory just stayed in it and, you know, made the putts he needed to on the par fives and, you know, was hitting the ball long but was staying in yes. play. The other guy that really intrigued me as I'm sitting here thinking about it, Victor Hovland. He played really good this weekend. Yep. Yeah. He and, can, and, the kid, and, Abraham answered, finished right up there. kind of out of nowhere and into a second place finish, right? Just, With an amazing mm -hmm. finish on. Yeah. On the, two guys on my team, Answer and Hovland. The other two missed the cut. <laughs> Didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I... <laughs> You guys talk about it all the time, and uh, I was following Bryson this weekend. Uh, he was our pick. Um, but he uh, tied for ninth, uh, as I said. Oh, thought he missed the cut. On 18 Saturday, he finished with a triple bogey, and on 18 Sunday, he finished with a double bogey. Oh. Think of meat left on the bone, right? And Oof. he's tied for ninth, like crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Ouch. Well, that course is going to cool. That course Go will host ahead, the President's Cup next year. And so it's going to be a, you know, that, that green mile finish, you know, a lot of match play events are going to come down to the 17th, 18th holes. Um, and they ain't going to be playing 17 at 175 like they were this Sunday. They're going to play that thing. And I think and go back <laughs> as far as 235. Um, yeah, but, that, you know, the course has a couple drivable holes on the front nine and <clears> back nine. Um, you know, for those guys, that's, which makes it kind of fun. I think number eight and uh, then was it 14? Yeah. Uh, you know, and then, and then 15 is the last gettable, really kind of last gettable hole. And then you got to make that, you know, and 16 is a, you know, tough par five. Why is it? 625. Yeah. Um, unless you rip it on the corner, like some of the guys were doing, you know, Over bounding the trees down. and yeah, bounce through yeah. the rough and into the fairway and down there. Yeah. yeah. Pretty impressive. So uh, they go to, they go to uh, the Byron Nelson this week at a new course in, in Dallas, there's quite a quite a good list of players, though. A lot of a lot of people are taking the mentality of let's play the week before the tournament, even though they got to go back across the country to Dallas. But I guess these guys they were pretty much all flying private for the most part um, to get there. But you know, it's it's not a not a bad um, field uh, the week before the tournament. I'm sure a lot of other guys will be heading over to play Oceanside somewhere. Bill, when do you and Kevin get into town? Um, you're talking about for, or nor not, we're not going to see there, uh, the, uh, the PGA I'm playing Kiowa, the ocean course in the end of July. Oh, I thought you were yeah. going to watch it. No, no. So we're, we're playing there. I'm playing, we're playing the ocean course and one other course, Kevin and I Nice. at the end of yeah. July oh, for my, cool. for my 60th birthday. And okay. He's right. paying, he's paying for the round at, uh, the ocean course. Bill raised up himself or for, for you to all that's by himself for it's about a grand for two two players wow so caddies so wow good for him yeah good for me that's uh hey cool. sean dj withdrew this weekend from byron nelson i guess he has some knee problems yeah uh, i saw that yeah 
but yeah. Hey, I heard a really cool, since we're on golf, um, I just read an article, maybe this is old news to you, but uh, Ricky, for the first time, Fowler, um, didn't qualify for the right? So he had a viewing party with one of his neighbors. Um, <laughs> apparently went over to Tiger's house and they watched the uh, first round oh, of the Master. That's cool. I thought that was pretty cool, right? Yeah. So. I said, hey, what are you doing, buddy? I didn't make it. Oh, come on over. That's just a little, I mean, just to hear those talk about, or, or maybe, I don't know, do yeah. they say anything? Do they critique every shot? Or they, you know, well, they're, knows, they're, right? they're betting. They're betting. You know, left side of the fairway, right side of the fairway. Probably grand. Right. You know, I'll take left, you take right. <laughs> now, is, let me ask you right. this. Uh, exactly. Is Tiger known? Is Tiger known as a better? Because it's legendary, like Phil and Ricky. Phil is, yeah. No, I'll bet you the Tiger. Wednesday, I'll bet you Tiger. Like on the Monday, that. Tuesday, they, they bet like crazy, right? On the Monday, yeah. Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Come on. There's always money. So I, did, I just didn't know if Tiger had that reputation or not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know Tiger's a good shit talker. So I guess it's a needler, right? Yeah. That yeah. fits in well with Shekels you. online. Mal, I, I know you you texted me. You listened to that one podcast, the, the Golf Digest, about the playing it as a guest at Augusta. Yeah. There's another one. I'll need to send it to you, but I, it's a longer one, but it's a, it's kind of a detailed, um like a bill it's kind of like like your podcast dream of it's like a rock it's like a documentary but in a podcast style where they're interviewing people and then they splice oh, in dude I, yeah that's called narrative it's called a narrative, narrative. and it, it's, it's about so the bad. 1991 Ryder cup mm. you guys gotta you guys gotta listen to it before next week war, of the, sh because war on the shore it, is that what that that one was war on the shore and it yeah. some of the stories on it just about just what a jerk sevy was and Oof. You know, and the and the way that Stockton and uh, Gallagher, the other coat, you know, they they feuded with each other, and then Steve Pate and the limo accident. It's just so good. Calcavecchia mm. um, choking and you know walking off into the ocean and you know walking off on the beach crying, right? Yeah, yeah, just and just the pressure of it. It's it's so well done. And Hale Irwin and Ray Ray Floyd and um, just some I've of read, the stories. And I've read other books about the Ryder Cup, um, and it's without a doubt there's. It's the most in, it's most intense pressure any of those pros ever feel. It's not even the first tee at Augusta the first time. It doesn't even come close to what it feels like teeing off on the you know your first match in a Ryder Cup. There's so much pressure. That's unbelievable. Um, cool. Um, let's talk. Let's let's go backwards a little bit. Mal, I, I need to put you on the spot. Um, Medina Spirit and Bob Baffert. Let's talk about mm. this controversy of the Kentucky Derby. Mm. Um, mm. You know, there's 20, this is the 30th time he's been caught. 3-0? 30, 3-0 he's been caught. Um, now he's standing up, he's standing up and saying, I don't know how it happened. We don't do that. I don't know <laughs> how it got me. in there. Now, again, <laughs> I, I don't, it'll come out. There's a second test that will, will be, we'll have the results in a day or two. There was the same kind of, talk about justify when justify won the triple crown and it turned out because justify did fail the test but it turned out that he had eaten some contaminated hay so there were other horses that tested positive as well so i, I kind of want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt but by the same token he's done it before mm. and he was, uh, I, you know, he had, he's a great trainer. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Todd's going to laugh at this when I say it, but the first thing that struck me was the paramutual betting 
we got beat, if we got beat by a cheater and that horse was taken down that day, Todd and I would have cashed a very handsome couple of uh, uh, tickets. Very mm. handsome. Now, First thing I texted Mal when I, I go, any <laughs> chance? He's like, no, it's done. It's over. Darn it. And so the people that that bet on Medina Spirit, they 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 run as good, right? Yep. Yep. It, it's paramutual. It's the day of the race. You can't you can't go back to all those people and say, give us our money back, right? Yeah. Can you imagine that? Will you guys please voluntarily come give them? <laughs> There's no way to do it. It's on the day of the race. Everything yep. is, is is determined by how many people bet on what horse, and the odds change. I see. And the payouts are that day. So there's yeah. there's really no way to to do it. Um, and once it goes official, that's when it that's when all tickets are cashed, right? Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, um, 1968, a, a Kentucky Derby winner was taken down. And it was three or four days later. I'm drawing a blank on his name. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I know it's 1968. Um, but same thing happened. They, the horse was was found to have been drugged. Um, and they, they, they pulled it down. It's, it leaves a little bit of a stain on the, on the race, to be honest with you. Dancer's image. Dancer's image, yep. <laughs> yep. Got it right before it me. Qualified in 1968 for a similar thing. Huh. Now is uh, Medina Spirit, if he, if he gets cleared, he'll race uh, the Preakness? Or he's racing he's, no matter what. Is, no matter what. Not, he, he may not be able to, him. Huh? He said he's going to. Yeah. But if he, passed, if he doesn't pass the second test, I doubt that he will run. Hmm. Okay. Now think about the the owner of that horse, the the financial change that happened to him in the last twelve days. Oof. Okay. Right? The, you know, bought it, kind bought of a, it for thirty five thousand. It's worth millions. Oh shit! Now it's worth thirty five thousand again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Stud uh, stud feeds. You can probably sell a good stud feed. This horse won the. No, Kentucky the horse, the horse was a good horse. Probably yes. wouldn't have been the winner if they cheated. But. Well, here, here's where he'll lose out. I mean, it's a $3 million purse, yeah. $1.86 million to the winner. Mm. He doesn't get that money if they pull him down. The second pay source will get that $1.86 million. Yeah, they don't, pay that. they don't pay that out the day of. <laughs> no, that's not a paramutual bet. That's a purse. Uh, so he'll lose out on that. His stud fee will probably be... be hindered a little bit there's no question i mean he's not the best bred animal that ever won the kentucky derby anyway right his father was a relative reasonable horse his mother was a reasonable horse but they it's not regally bred like some of the horses that he beat uh but the 1.86 million dollars that the owner was going to get he might he might not get that anymore i wonder if uh the jockeys start rewriting their contracts that says I get paid if I finish on the horse that crosses the finish line first, <laughs> not wins, not wins, but <laughs> they're tied. They're tied to the purse. <clears throat> so is there, a chance, is there a chance the jockey doesn't get paid at all? Uh, if the horse is taken down and not placed second, third or fourth. Yeah. Yes. Cause the, the jockey jockey for all intent and purposes makes 10% of the like purse. a caddy, like a caddy. Right. They get paid 10%. Some jockeys uh, that have relationships with certain trainers or certain uh, owners get a little bit more, um, but they get on average 10% and they pay the top four spots in most races. 
some of the bigger ones they pay the first distribution is to the top five okay well we'll see what happens got another week before the preakness right preakness will be next saturday right yes mm-hmm. um major league baseball bill we've had our fourth no hitter yeah um, miley from the reds wade miley older guy i remember when he was a younger guy that's that's uh yes. it felt like just yesterday that's no what happens hits. when you approach 60 just warning you no two hits. young whippersnappers about what's coming sorry as i digress <laughs> into the getting old stage of my life watching no anthony celebrate a birthday knowing mine's coming in august sorry i'll stop <laughs> uh your leaders boston white Sox, and oakland out west you got the mets the the era in the in the national league you got the mets the cardinals on a tear and the giants in first place the dodgers in the last uh, 10 games oh, only yeah. one team's been worse and that's the kansas city royals they are they are there with the with the pirate with the uh, pirates the tigers the dodgers two and eight in their last 10 games hmm. But they're still positive on the run differential, I'll bet you, if you look at it. Oh, they are 23 yeah. plus 23. Exactly. They'll be fine. They're going to win the West. There's just no yeah. two ways. But San Francisco is playing well. Yeah, yeah good team, but I, I think they're going to finish third or fourth. I just don't think they've got it. So, yeah. Anything anything else in baseball, guys? Todd, uh, how about the uh, controversy kind of of the Phillies hitting Acuna again? Not the first time. Um, and that pitcher that was in that game, both his pitches were inside high. Yeah, they, he seems to be getting an unusually uh, large amount of brush back pitches. Um, I know how to prevent that. <laughs> some, uh, some well, probably well-deserved. Um, okay. But, you know, Bill, there's a difference between a, a message and hitting a guy, right? Yes, and, especially above the shoulders or above the chest. Yeah, it just seems like he keeps getting hit. And it's yeah. like, I, I get it's it's definitely definitely frustrating as a, as a brace fan um but uh, you know what are we gonna do um hey hopefully did, did the braves retaliate in that game did they plunk somebody for him that's, that's braves have never been a retaliating team yeah i mean it's happened it's not on you know it's, it's not unheard of but well pascal they, they, perez in 1984 he he he, he retaliated yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and quite frankly, I can't remember. Um, I don't. I don't remember them doing so. I think more would have ma- been made of it of it if it had happened. So, I want to lean towards no. Um, the the story of the, uh, that you know a kid, right? The pitcher, the Venezuelan. Yeah. He's uh, he's hitting uh, his pitching and hitting very small sample size, sure. but uh, paired to uh, Ruthian, right back in 1916. Or Otanian. I would call it Otani. Same, same, right? Yeah, yeah. Same, o- Otani uh, has nine freaking home runs, dude. Not two. Unbelievable, right? Nine yeah, home runs. But he's also, <laughs> in all fairness, he's also a position player, where you know yeah. is just a pitcher. Right? I think. Just I think. I think Anoa could play the outfield easily if he wanted to. Every day. He's a great. Yeah, right? he's, he could. he's a good athlete. Yeah. So. So he's he's a he's a freak for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, and uh, the Braves were down three runs in the bottom of the twelfth on Saturday and came back and won. That was pretty fun to watch. So. Yeah. That was a great game. Yeah, they're treading water at 500 uh, game and a half back. So only game and a half back, though. Yeah, yeah, it's all yet. It's fun, fun to watch. Good. Um, One quick NFL story, guys. What do you think about the news out of Jacksonville? Looks like Tim Tebow might be signing a one-year contract with the Jaguars to play tight end. Um, Well, you watch. uh, My question is why? Why? 
right? That was my that was my word. How come? Why? And NFL is limited to a fifty-three man roster. Like, is he going to make that fifty-three man roster? Can't you hire him as a consultant, an assistant coach? I mean, if, is he legit to play, Sean? What's what's what are you what are you reading here? In I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's a uh, if it's a locker room play. They lot of, lot lot of a uh, lot of stories saying Trevor Lawrence is great leader in the locker room. Um, not sure that it's needed. Um, Ryan, who's the guy that played for the Steelers that does the uh, Clark NFL I mean, now? Clark. ESPN. Ryan, Ryan Clark, Clark. Boy, he goes off on him today. He um, should. He should. It's just stupid. I, you know, he should have been a tight end twelve fucking years ago when he wasn't a quarterback, <laughs> and he'd, he'd still be in the league. He'd be a great tight end. But you know, whatever. Just so I'm. He's, so I mean, yeah, he's 33. Hasn't played in what seven, eight years. I mean, it's been a while. Um, well, sorry, Anthony, you're laughing too long. <laughs> Jacksonville could have hired him, right, as a special consultant and assistant. No, he should have been a tight end when he came out of college. That's what he no, was. No, no, yeah, he was an H back who, who took the. Tim Tebow is Bill Risser's Jamie Tart. Yes. Tebow, t t t t t t t Tebow, t t t t t t t Tebow, t t so I, hey, I hope it works. I hope it works out for him. But I, that's the first question I have is why. And I'm a Tebow guy. There's, there's you know, I hear, I hear he's right now. He's, he's going professional in pickleball next. So watch out, Todd. Okay. He'll be in Florida. I bet he's a, excellent. A, a, I bet he's pickleball excellent. tournament. Has any athlete <laughs> has any athlete in our lifetime made more of? I mean, he's a good guy, goodwill, good Christian, right? More of his relatively short athletic achievements, although they were great. Yeah, they were in greatness, college. A flash of Has greatness. Anyone made more of that than him in our you're, lifetime? You're asking the right room. You're asking the right room because Sean's in here. He's going to pull something out of his ass really good. <laughs> I mean, not, the not as much. I'd argue. I know people I Jesse Palmer's done a lot, right? For him. And he can do no wrong. He can say nothing wrong. He can do, and he's a pretty wholesome dude. I give you that. But people live and die by what Tebow, I mean, they, they just absolutely adore him. And his, his college career was spectacular. Maybe the best quarterback leader we've seen in the time that we've been watching college football. I'll give him all of that. But his pro career as a baseball player, as a football player, very mediocre. And he's hey, still he in the news. And well, he's look. He's still an announcer. He still does. He still has that gig with the SEC Network, right? He's a he's a he's yep. a he's a, and he does stuff with ESPN, you know, as well. And I the think Tim Tebow time. Foundation. He's constantly yeah. um, work on that and social media. Without social media, we he may not be as popular Maybe. as he is. Yeah, because he's constantly touting his foundation. Yeah. He does that um, special needs prom every year. I forget what he calls it. I mean, he is a good dude. Night to remember, I think. Night to remember. Yeah, perfect. Remember. So, um, Dude won a playoff game as a starting quarterback in the NFL, right? I mean, what, what? Johnny Football never won, right? Never. I mean, there's. We could list probably ten that never did that. Okay. Now that said, okay. I agree with you, Bill. If he if he said put me tight end, he would have had a ten year career, right? Easily. He would easily. What? That body, those hands, yeah. the, the the ability, the escapability, it would have been amazing. And Let's listen, he played double A baseball. I don't think he ever, you know, claimed yeah. to be you know, the world's greatest, he just did it. Um, probably the only time in his life he can, right? I, I, I don't hate him or blame him for doing any of that. So, um, but this seems like kind of a bad, like why, bad idea circus. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, know, really I, think he's going to play? Jaguars, you know, Jaguars going all in on the selling tickets and, you know, 
getting I get you got that. Trevor Lawrence. And, yeah, I get it's that. a PR move. It's yeah. not a football move, right? It's a PR move, right? Yeah, probably. And, probably. and, and yeah. You know, obviously Urban loves him. So I mean, I guess it works, but is he going to be the most uh, visible um, practice squad player in the history of the NFL? Yes. We're going to know every week yes. what he's up to, right? Yes. <laughs> He'll be on the sideline in plain clothes like all the other practice squad guys. <laughs> Maybe that's See, what he did. It's funny because, you know, on the bottom of the crawl, it'll say Tebow one, you know, one target, zero catches. And Bill's going to say, why do they got to show that? Yet on every golf tournament, it's like Tiger Woods, 14 strokes back, shot 72. Yeah. Uh they, greatest player even... ever versus Tim Tebow. I mean, I'm, I, you can't even compare the two. That's apples, not even apples. I'm just using, I'm just that's, using it. The... That's, that's like horse shit and apple pie. I mean, it's not even close. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm just pointing out, Billy. I'm not saying one. No matter what Tebow does, you won't like him. No matter what Tebow does, you won't like him. That's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. I, I, uh, I like, I like what Tim Tebow does as a, as a, a philanthropist and as a good guy. Human being. I love all that yeah. stuff. I'd never take that away from him, but God damn it. Between the lines. Come on, dude. You know, his he had his time. Prowess. He had his time. Let it go, dude. Move on. Go, go start he's, another he's, chair. He's outlived his athletic accomplishments yeah. go, go look, in look. ways unlike anyone that I can think of in our lifetime. I don't know anyone There's else. There's gotta be somebody, like Anthony. I just gotta be somebody. Cause you know, who's the, um, Who's uh? Ooh. Who's the female tennis player, um, blonde? Chrissy um, Everett. Kornikova. Oh, Anna Kornikova, who never won a. Yeah, she never won a major. Never won. I don't Dude, think. Dude, I don't know if she tournament. won a tournament. I don't even know if she right. won. Let's forget major. Right, and for ten years after she quit tennis, people yeah, were because there were a whole bunch of college guys in the late in the late eighties, early nineties. They were yeah, buying yeah. her posters. She's yeah. the only one that popped in my mind of someone who really didn't, you know. Yeah. At least people yeah. won a playoff game, right? I mean, at least. So, yeah. yeah, it's wild. All right. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he did, you know, he did make it to the NFL. I think he probably had a better stat line than, than Dude, Johnny Cooper. he got Cooper drafted wins, in right? the first round. He didn't just make it. He got drafted in the yeah, first yeah. round, which was one of the reasons Arich. that, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> I forgot his name already. Josh He's McDaniel. A, yeah, yeah. That, that Josh McDaniel's no longer head coach anywhere. <laughs> he drafted Tebow in the first round. So. Yeah. All right, NBA, really quick, just want to touch on this, guys. Have you seen the this, what's happening with this the play-in tournament? It's kind of neat. Yes. I think it's a, it, it might make me watch because of the fact one that and a done. team like the Lakers <laughs> could be one and done yeah. uh, or two and done. Yeah. And uh, LeBron says this is the dumbest thing he's ever seen, yet he backed it and talked about it being so good last year in Orlando um, in the bubble. Yeah. Um, thought, that was a brilliant idea. Well, yeah, when they, had a big, when they had a big lead and he didn't care about it. But his no. team's in seventh in the seventh spot right now. And there's a chance that if they somehow could lose two in a row, that they're out. Um, you it's know, not funny anymore. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. right now, basically, uh, the top six are in. Team seven and eight will play at the home of the seventh seed. Um, with the winner staying in the playoffs, with the loser playing the winner of the 9 10 game. Yeah at the at their home court the 10 the loser of the 9 10 games out then the, the next team's out and uh seven and eight seeds continue so right now in in the east philadelphia brooklyn milwaukee in locked spots in the west utah phoenix uh clippers denver and dallas are in safe right now in the east new york uh the atlanta atlanta hawks and the miami heat and the West, you got Portland in that pretty secure sixth spot. 
Here's who the plans look like in the East, Boston, Charlotte, and Washington, Indianapolis hmm. for Indiana. Um, out West, you got the Lakers and Golden State, which oh, would make a, what a pretty, game. What a game. would be a pretty big TV game if things stay I'd, that I'd way. I'd watch that one. I'd watch that one. Yep. Yeah. The NBA. I'd probably watch that one. The NBA wants that so bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but the question is, does one of them try and, you know, does Golden State try and lose maybe one to try and have to play San Antonio or Memphis? Or do you want to play the Suns? Yeah. Who do you want to play? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think Phoenix those guys' is, egos are so big, they'll play whoever. You know, I don't think they're yeah. trying to throw. Yeah. No. So, you know, could, could be could be quite interesting. So, what else you got, guys? What other sports are, are have we not discussed? I've been watching a ton of college baseball. Uh, Mississippi State played South Carolina this weekend. Ron and I were trying to get tickets, but with the COVID, you can only buy tickets in twos or fours. And you know, you know, you end up watching the game on TV, and you're like, "Look at how many empty seats there are!" But yeah, just yeah. couldn't. couldn't we, make it we work. talked. To, did we talk about it last week? But I went to the Rays game on Sunday last week. Yeah, you. <clears throat> and did we talk about it? Right it, the, it was right very, very unique. Yeah, the uh, the seats were zip tied closed if they were not available. So it wasn't like someone could sneak down and just sit somewhere. You, I had a single ticket, and the three seats to the left of me and like eight seats to the right of me were all zip tied. No one was going to sit next to me. I was in heaven and I was behind home plate. <laughs> now, $60 for that ticket, right? Instead of 20 and I can sit in the upper deck or something. But, yeah, but that's uh, Australian dollars. So that's not uh, that right. I forgot. Yeah, that's 40% uh, <laughs> more than US dollars. That's right. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it, which, by the way, works really well for us because if we do a million here, it's 1.4 back there. It's just kind of cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, so what? Um, so, I mean, you, you had your score book and you had your, oh, your, they, they weren't selling score books. And I said, why? Well, they, she said, well, we don't want to be handing things to people. I said, it's, can't you just put a stack of them over there on that table? I'll just grab it on the way out or way in. Oh, they didn't think of that or I, blah, blah, blah. She had some kind of an answer. It wasn't her, so it wasn't her decision. I'm not going to yell at her, but I was like, you gotta be kidding me. So I got to go to like a sporting goods store. I got to buy my own, you know, flip book. I'll just bring it with me next the next game I go to because you got to keep scoring cases and no hitter. It's never game changer, baby. But it game changer on your on your. Uh, uh, I mean, I could if I'd bring an iPad right and do something there maybe, but not on my phone. It'd be tough. So. And in a totally different universe, um, Atlanta Braves starting Friday have 100% capacity. Um, this nice. last, wow. Uh, they had 38,000 to the game on Saturday, so. Wow. Uh, yeah, they're just they're just all in. Um, I think through May that it won't happen in May, but maybe in June, maybe the uh, I'll bet you the Rays open up then. So yeah, yeah, because apparently the Rangers have been open all season, right? And um, they're not reporting any you know mass outbreaks um, any more than you know normal. So hopefully uh, we all get there maybe after the All Star break. Who knows, right? Yeah. But so uh, if, if if Tampa goes goes to 35 percent capacity will they set a new record then at 35 oh, uh, <laughs> oh, stop stop that's it. too easy right Dude, it's too easy you know sure. you know these sellouts they've been having since the season started they've been selling out a lot of the games because capacity is about 10k yeah that, that yeah. is like their average i mean you know nice. on, a, on a typical year now coming off of a a world series appearance year they were going to yeah. have a massive year you know there was going to be a ton of ticket revenue it would have been just amazing sure. And all of that's gone. You know, it's just all part of the uh, the fallout of all that stuff. So, sure. Uh, Bill, didn't the uh, didn't the Lightning go to ten thousand for the playoffs? They might have. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep, mm -hmm. and that's still only just over half, right? 
I think the place holds almost 18 or 19. So yeah, yeah I think, um, you know, it, look at here, we're here in Florida and like our governor just lifted all emergency things and said any emergency declaration made by a local politician is wiped out. So there's no mask mandate in anywhere, any inside of all of Florida. There's no local mayor can say, you got to wear a mask if you go in a building in Hillsborough or in, in St. Pete. Now, private companies, businesses, can. businesses still yeah, can sure. wear a mask. Yeah. And, and many Costco, still have Publix, signs up. Yeah. yeah. Although I was in yeah. some place yes, uh, yesterday, can't remember where, and there was no sign for masks and there were no masks in there. So I quickly took yeah. mine off. Yeah. I didn't want to be that guy. But uh, and I'm vaccinated, so I felt, I felt fine. Yes, same thing here, Bill. Um, first of all, Georgia never had a mask mandate, right? Wow. Um, wow. Encouraged people, but it was never you have to wear a mask. And I was surprised and pleased with how many people um, did. But um, you go into Publix, Costco, mass. Yeah. Um, there's a yeah. place, Marie's Italian Deli. We went in there um, to get an antipasta tray for. Um, Jenny's uh, Mother's Day, mom, mom, they're Italian family, right? Yeah. Um, the employees weren't wearing a mask serving food. Wow. So it's just, that's different. Really? It's, it's small businesses are, yeah. yeah, the small businesses are choosing to either, hey, we're going to keep enforcing it or we're done. <laughs> Let's move on, right? And, and in my so, mind, 40% of that staff's not vaccinated if you just want to go with averages. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Georgia, we're one of the worst. 40% the worst. Aren't, aren't vaccinated. So, as far as percentages, Georgia's near the bottom of yeah, all maybe states. Maybe 50 then, half and half. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, hesitancy for whatever reason. Um, yeah. so, um, hey, Sean, can we talk, uh, can we talk uh, soccer? Let's quick? talk hockey really quick. I just want to okay. throw in, Bill, you mentioned it really yeah. quick. Yeah. NHL playoffs, we got, we're in the last week right now. Um, Blue Jackets, they're probably on the, on the golf course. Bye-bye Tortorella, I saw. Yeah, right? Tortorella, best coach we've ever had and yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, but that clearly probably needed to be just, just team. did not gel. Um, you know, just, just wasn't good. Uh, Carolina, Florida, Tampa Bay, Nashville going to be representing the central, uh, East is going to be Pittsburgh, Washington, Boston, New York Islanders, uh, still one spot left up in Canada. Uh, right now, Toronto, Edmonton, and Winnipeg are in, um, not sure why they haven't called it yet because there's, I guess Calgary still has games to make up because of covid um but mm. i guess they're going by percentages um because right now montreal is well in event in front points i'm not sure what what the hold up there is then vegas colorado minnesota and st louis out west so pretty good pretty good tournament setup i'm not sure how they're doing the they're just going east west i assume bill and mel east west yeah. and are they are they they're, they're, traveling they're not, the canadian teams the playoffs the bubble or? the playoffs are internal in their little divisions first right I mean, it's one team's going to emerge from each of those, and I'm sure they'll, you know, um, then that'll be. But it'll be, the, it'll be the first time in NHL history where, as they go through the Stanley Cup playoffs, you may, you will play a team that you hadn't played all year. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's the, the the Vegas line uh, makers are trying to determine which of the divisions is stronger and who might be that one team that, that pops through. Oh, they're going to uh, say it's the Canadians, you know, well, probably no. yes. they're all Canadians. <laughs> you know, but the, the, the uh, relative strength of the divisions is going to play some. Yeah. 
role in the, the lines making uh, as the playoffs, as the, the Stanley Cup playoffs move forward. Going to be which interesting. Should be fun to watch. But so will will the so like the Lightning are going to play the Lightning are going to play Florida and, and Carolina is going to play the, Nashville. The, the central the central champion basically will play the you know how will they determine? Will they, I think will so. They I think the, you still want to have an East West uh, Stanley Cup. But I know you got the North because you got Canada. You've got Vancouver and you know Montreal. So how do you how do you set? How yeah, you, because I mean, well, yeah, because Toronto and 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 Montreal are both in the East. Yeah, and they're you know, but if they played the West in the yeah, but there's four there's four areas right: West, North, East, and South. I think is that how they're set Central. Up? Central. 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 So they'll they'll just I'm, I'm not sure exactly, but maybe they'll just have the North play the West, and they'll have you know, the central. Yeah. Players. It's kind of like March madness. Yep. Yeah. Just figure it out. But yep. should be fun to watch. So, well, it's yep. always fun to watch. It's playoff hockey. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Todd, let's go to soccer real quick. Uh, so let's first talk EPL. Um, Manchester city is on the verge of uh, winning, the, winning the league. I believe if they haven't already clinched, they'd have to lose their last four games. Um, not, not gain a point. Uh, not capture a point and the relegation race is over oh so United, west brom and now football club uh today they lost so oh. the relegation or the only thing in flux is the race for european football so everyone wants to get in the top four to play uh in the champions league and the fifth place team will play in the europa league so that's the only thing left with four games left did you have uh, chelsea winning the uh chelsea man city game todd uh, I did not. Mm. I did not. So, yeah, yeah. Champions. Um, the champions. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Has that been decided already? Did I miss they that? Played. Yeah, I played this week. That was it. That was that. that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I totally missed it. Two, two one actually. in stoppage time. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that, I thought maybe that was, uh, I don't know what I thought. Maybe it was a semifinal, not a final. But anyway, um, cool. Yeah, all England. Uh, all England final. Um, so let's talk League One, gentlemen. What we're oh, really concerned about. That's the so only thing I'm waiting for, brother. Sunderland finished uh, in League One. Drum roll, please. Fourth. Oh. So they qualified for the promotion playoffs. So uh, Sunderland will be playing Lincoln City on May 19th. Oxford will be playing Blackpool on May 18th. But what I didn't realize is it is a two-leg, uh, wow. two-leg. So they are away on the 19th, home on Saturday, May 22nd. So they do an aggregate scoring on the both games uh, with the first tiebreaker being away goals. Um, and if all things are equal then, then you have two 15-minute periods of extra time. Um, you play them both. It's not a golden goal situation, so you play both those. You mean and they make that call at the game? Like they'll know they'll go like as the game finishes, they're gonna like, well, that's one one tied up. Got to play two more periods or two more fifteen. Yeah, they'll know it'll, it'll the wow. aggregate they'll the wow. aggregate score of let's that's say awesome. three three. Yeah, but then they'll know the uh, whoever if one team has two away goals and the other one has one, then you don't play the extra time, right? The away goal yeah. is the tiebreaker. Wow. So extra time if it's still tied, then you go into the famous, uh, penalty kick shootout, uh, which is just got to be heart-wrenching and uh and pressure packed so um and whoever wins those then they'll meet on may 30th 
um, just one one game winner take all promotion to championship league. So wow. exciting! I'm fingers in. Thank in Wembley plus I'm thinking it's gonna be an ESPN plus so um that'll be that'll Will be, it be in Wembley uh the May 30th game uh, winner takes all is in Wembley yes yes wow nice so anyway Sunderland's got a shot to uh slowly climb back uh, uh towards greatness right so they get, get, relegated, if they... get relegated back to league one First it happens right uh like fulham <laughs> in the epl they were a promoted team west brom was a promoted team uh, wow. so two of the guys that are reg- relegated back to the championship uh were one and done right so uh, well one year, of, one year of great revenue that's awesome oh, that's mm-hmm. that's it man the, yeah. the money they can make it's uh yeah it's very important to the club right so. in other soccer news did you see my columbus crew is rebranded and they've taken the name crew out of their name just now Columbus SC. Really? Why? Oh, yeah. Is crew uh, have any derogatory? Like uh, a gang uh, nope, kind of a, affiliation or a, something? Just crew? a branding thing. They say the team will use the crew moniker in certain branding, but they're going with a Columbus, just a C with the SC underneath it. And uh, people are not happy about it. Soccer you know, club a, instead of football club. Is that what that is? Sean Carpenter. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yes. Actually, Bill, how much did you pay for that? Yeah, football club. You're getting paid a lot of money for the speak if you paid for that. That's pretty good. So, Bill, here's here's some goofy trivia. Um, it's FC is football club where they play football yeah. only. Um, so if it's, I believe the European is SC is sporting club. Uh, so those those are teams that have rugby, um, other other sports. So they're not just a a football uh, club. With yeah, Columbus, so, I imagine it stands for soccer club because it's called soccer in the U.S. Right. But, Correct. Uh, yes, it says uh, we are proud to represent Columbus on the global stage of soccer and aspire to help elevate the city and honor it for what it has done for the club. We are Columbus Soccer Club. We are the crew, and we will always be black and gold. Is what the yeah quote did, was. But did you um, know that it wasn't always football in Europe? That it was soccer at one point. I didn't know that. No idea. I heard that. I heard that watching a match this week and I was like, really something. Yeah. I have to look, we'll have to look it up and confirm it, but somewhere it switched to football. I don't know why, but there was, it was called soccer. It might've been, maybe it was England, not just Europe, but or not the whole continent. And now here's a question. Does England and Ireland, do they spell it F U T B O L like the Spanish or do they spell it football? Like we do. Like we do. F O O T. Yeah. Like us. They do. Okay. It's not football. It's football. <laughs> okay. I was at the very first Columbus Crew game ever played. Oh, what was the score? In Ohio I know State. You know, I know you know the score. <gasps> uh, I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> My mind is blown. <laughs> and isn't the crew in reference to like rowing, like boating? No, it's in, in, in regards to like uh, hardworking. Uh, you know, the, they had hard hats uh, was kind okay. of the logo. The wrecking crew. Um, the hard hats. And, <laughs> Would you do me a favor and look up the score of that game for next week's show? Because yeah, really could you make sure know. you know the score of that game you're at? Because I will. Yes, I will. Because I saw Herschel Walker in the very first, you know, USFL game he played in. You know, the uh, Generals against the LA Express, and uh, I don't have no idea what the score was either. So, LA College. It was a nil-nil draw, I think. Oh, no. the, oh, I'm sorry. That was the last match, May first. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll keep digging. I'll keep digging. Columbus Clear inaugural game, Ohio Stadium. Type that in, and it should. Uh, Wow. I believe we played Washington. Ooh, that'd be that's impressive if you know who they played. It was like 1994 or something like that. 
I mean, they defeated I'm, New England 2 0. It says New England. Yeah. 2 nothing. I was at the last Tampa Bay Mutiny in the old oh, Sombrero. The yeah, yeah. Surprise June 15th, 94, Sean. Does that sound right? Yep. 94. Huh. Interesting. I knew the year, Bill. Huh. I remember going to Phoenix. Suns I believe Alexei Lalas went on to play for that team. Ooh, nice. Phoenix Suns game at the Madhouse on the so, All right, let's go around the horn. Now, <laughs> what do you got coming up this week? You were papooed, Bill. I know. It's all right. Now <laughs> I was just thinking. I was Mal at the was last too. Tampa so I, I, <laughs> I was at the last Tampa Bay Mutiny game at the old Sombrero. It'll come as a surprise to no one on this particular podcast that I don't remember the score or who, who even <laughs> they, they played. played, or or if you were drunk or not. <laughs> no, no, I was there with my boys. Still his ticket oh. stub to Mons Venus. <laughs> no, oh damn no. it! Take it easy. I was there with. I was there with I was there with my two boys, and the only thing too, because Colin was too small, the only thing what I do dad. remember is it was started raining, oh. and we were we were running through the parking lot trying to find my car, and we got <laughs> no, got poured on, <laughs> and we came home and ate ice cream. Right? That's I mean, I but I who they played, and I I got nothing. Uh, That's hilarious. So what do I got going on this week? We have a beautiful new listing. We took pictures today down on Harbor Island. It will come on the market later this week. 12 offers uh, already in. No, I'm sorry. You know, I, I put the word out there that we might have, because there's zero homes available on Harbor Island at the moment. Wow. Mm. Wow. Zero. Now, it's not that big a piece of property, but it's a pretty desirable spot south of downtown Tampa. Dude, it's on the and, island. Yeah. And the, the word has gotten out and I've gotten a couple of phone calls and text messages and wow. tell me about it and so on and so forth. So um, this weekend will be uh, basically my, our clients are, they're leaving their home on Thursday, mid afternoon, and they're not coming back mm -hmm. until Sunday night. Uh, we're going to make it live probably Thursday, mid afternoon. First showings will be on Friday. I'll probably spend the day there on Saturday. And uh, no showing Sunday morning, and then more showing Sunday afternoon, and hopefully we'll get it under contract. It's a beautiful place. Um, we are still uh, in the midst of an amazing, uh, it's getting more amazing by the minute, Sean, uh, inventory crunch here in Tampa Bay. Uh, <clears throat> the number of homes that come back on the market has literally escalated week after week since mid-January. Uh, today alone in the greater Tampa Bay area, 108 homes came on the market. That's all. 68 came back on the market. So 68 homes failed after they were under contract. Wow. Listen to this. 35 withdrawn, 17 canceled, and another 16 temporarily off the market. Uh oh. I mean, those last three categories are sellers who can't get their home sold. Yep. For whatever the reason. Huh. Wow. Maybe there's a change coming. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's, well, it's just, it, it's buyers coming in saying, I'm paying you top dollar. I want the house to be perfect. Exactly yep. right. Yep. You know, well, that's, that's the, the ones that are canceled, right? The ones that are canceled, my guess would be, We've had enough people come through this house. They don't believe with our value. They don't believe our valuation is right. Connect <clears> with them. We're just not going to sell our house. As opposed to maybe it's price wrong. And if we really want to sell it, we have to put it at the right price. Or or be or be willing to consider an offer that's, you know, 
below our dumb number. Right. Yeah. Yep. Dumb but, number. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting. We have gone to the uh, to the uh, tactic of talking about our buyers, what they're looking for, and literally making phone calls to those canceled, withdrawn, and um, and temporarily off the market properties try to find out a little bit more if one of them is semi close to what it what one of our buyers might want and uh, just as right. another alternative to, to possibly finding a buyer a home so that's we're trying to come up with every creative strategy that we can to put ourselves our buyers in the best possible position good and for it's, you guys it, it's you. a lot of thinking outside the box and uh and if my golf game is any indication, I'm not very good at that. <laughs> give us a, give us a kitchen oh, update. It's looking good. The cabinets are up today. So all the cabinets are screwed in. The floors are all where they need to be. Uh, all of the texturizing has been done to the walls and the ceilings. We're, uh, we're on the home stretch. It's going to be uh, a lot of finish work and, and a lot of cleaning. Boy, there's a lot of dust in my house. Uh-huh. But uh, we're getting excited. We bought some uh, Mother's Day. I hope everybody had a nice Mother's Day. Uh, we had a lovely Mother's Day. Spent some time with the grandbaby and the daughter-in-law. And then the lovely bride and I went shopping for stools for our counter, counter height bar stool. And uh, the lovely bride got four bar stools for Mother's Day. So. She won't have them until August, but we bought them. Wow, August. Things are coming together. It's very nice. Thank you for asking, Sean. You should have taken pictures of everything and sent them to your doctor and said, here's the stool samples you asked for. <laughs> I was thinking along those lines, but I said, I'm not going to say it. I got, I got my box in the mail today, Bill. We can talk about that later. Oh shit! Your cola guard box. Thinking outside up. the box, Todd. Right, Thinking sorry, outside sorry, the sorry. box. There I didn't mean that. I meant Todd, that what do you got coming box. up this weekend, buddy? <laughs> uh, getting out today marks um, <clears throat> two weeks since my second inoculation. Uh, so feeling good about things, and not that I wouldn't go out before, but uh, it's a little easier for those hesitant not to see me to say, "Hey, I'm I'm doubly vaccinated, so I'm good." Uh, so. Foresee myself getting out more and more um, as time passes, which is awesome. Um, knock on wood, year to date, numbers look great. So uh, just trying to keep the momentum up, up, up and going. So um, please uh, survive Mother's Day yesterday um, for the first time. Um, Jenny had family members that we haven't seen in a long time actually come over and, and hang out. Not that we haven't seen them, but we haven't entertained and had, uh, you know, um, right. Right. Family dinners in a while. So that was really cool. Um, so just looking forward to uh, the Preakness coming up and PJ in two weeks and uh, end of end of school for the kids. So it's a uh, definitely a time of transition, uh, but just going to take it one day at a time and, and try to uh, enjoy it as best I can and uh, watch a little sports and get some work done along the way. So all's good here, man. Awesome, buddy. Bill? Uh, let's see. Last week we had Inez Garcia. Did you like that? Inez Hegedus Garcia. She's really good, right? It's nice. Uh, it's a nice conversation on the socials about the you and the Gators. And the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, uh, <laughs> that was pretty fun. 
and then tomorrow it is Stacy Onan, who is the president of uh, U.S. brokerage operations for EXP Realty. Okay. So that's a really interesting conversation. She's from the, uh, I knew her in Gilbert, Arizona. So uh, she was, oh, with, wow. yeah, she was the Realty One group. And as a broker, she owned her own brokerage up in Chino Valley, which is up near Prescott, you know, up in the central part of the state of Arizona. Really nice lady. Um, she's now uh, doing some great things with EXP, which is really cool. Man, that company's doing some amazing stuff. So, so that's cool. Um, and, you know, that's this, look, we're, when it rains, it pours, I rate my agent and I am like uh, neck deep in agreements and contracts <clears throat> and things with companies that we're going to be working with. So, which is really cool. Uh, you know, it seemed to take a while to get there months and months of, you know, um, trying to just stay connected to people and uh, here, here we go. So lots of good stuff on that front too. So that's it. That's it for me. Hey, you? A free, uh, free plug bill. If, yeah. if anyone, looking for a fun and unpredictable 15 minutes, uh, please check out your <laughs> raving. Raving right? and raving uh, number six or seven? Six, seven or eight. I'm seven or sure. eight. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah, probably eight. Yeah. Wow. Uh, just, Todd, uh, Todd, Todd was the guest caller and uh, and Joe had some fun with him. And, and, and I think, Carp, weren't you saying that Rhonda's like, hey, who's that guy picking on Todd? <laughs> <laughs> It was funny because she didn't realize it was Todd at first because I have my I have my podcast sped up to one and a half times. Oh yeah, and so and we've I have been a squeaky voice anyway. I can't imagine listening to the radio the whole way down or serious. And so when we got on the on the West Virginia Turnpike, I said I gotta listen to this podcast if I'm driving, you know, blah blah. blah. And she's like, oh okay. So then she she's listening and she doesn't understand a word Todd says. She's like, I, I don't understand a word that guy said. And I said, first of all, that's not a anyone. That's Todd Meiniger. She goes, play it again. And so I, I rewind and I slowed it down. And then when Thank Joe you. went off, I'm like, who the hell is Todd? And from Georgia, Todd was like, I don't like this Joe guy. I don't like this Joe guy being all mean to Todd. I can't wait to share that with him next time we record. Funny, funny thing, Bill, is uh, Bill was generous enough to give me a sneak peek. Um, yeah, I and I had, I was juggling a couple things and was listening, but I think I had put out fire. So I was like, oh, this is great. And then literally a week later, uh i'm like i oh my god like i because i really paid attention when it came live. like wow this is really like awesomely brutal i'm getting <laughs> hammered here it was it he was awesome hold it was back. he doesn't hold it was back. fun he was Especially it's all it's fun you. yeah good that's yeah it's a good plug Thanks. it was good stuff i loved it i loved it yeah john um i'm off to cincinnati tomorrow guys gonna do some traveling down to see my top agents in cincinnati uh literally a, a block of coaching sessions, consulting sessions with um, let's see, a, about 12, 20 agents this week. Um, I'll stay down there each night and have some things either with agents or, or with potential clients. Um, then we're doing a, a group session, uh, uh, brainstorming and beers with carp uh, at some of the local breweries. Cause we can get outside and we can spread out and um, so that'd be fun. And then, uh, and then, and then just home to play a little golf this weekend. My first time out in a couple of weeks. So excited to get out playing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this weekend. So uh, see how the game, see how the game manages after a couple of weeks off, which sometimes not a bad thing just to could put go the clubs away for a while yeah, and could, could go either not way. overthink it. 
you forget so, all your bad habits, right? Exactly. Exactly. And just go out and have some fun. So cool. uh, listen, guys, always fun to chat with you guys. So on behalf of Bill and Todd and Anthony, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to The Stare Down.